number 80. I'm joined again by Shed. He's putting in the clockwork at the moment. How you been, mate? Good to be here. Thanks for scraping the bottom of the barrel. Well, it nearly was scraping the bottom of the barrel. But to be honest with you, I'm glad that you're back. You're probably one of the best on the podcast. Uh, I'd say it to all the other boys if they're on here as well, but they're not. So you've absolutely dominated yet again, mate. And uh, another big week of sport. Yeah, no, massive. It's plenty happening. World Cups, qualifiers, competitions, trade periods, everything's going on. So it's probably a good time to be on a sports podcast. Yeah, it is. And I think the biggest of the lot is that NBA is only one week away. We're not too far away from it. We'll have our own fantasy starting next Monday, which is going to be interesting. Uh, do you want to give a little nugget away for who will be your number one pick if you were to go number one? If I was to get the number one pick yet again, yes, I would probably be taking safe bet. you got to go safe at one. you got to go Jokic, I think. Ooh, so I like it. I like it. You're, you're definitely not wrong. Uh, it, it usually takes a little bit of a while to get back into the season. Been watching a lot of uh, horse racing at the moment, as you might have seen on the social media. So uh, he always dominates when the time counts, and they've really – haven't added anyone. They've only lost Bruce Brown, so it's probably a really good pick. Like usually you'd probably say Giannis, but I think Dame coming in could change it up a little bit. Possibly. I always – tactics. I don't like to say this one around other people that are in my league, but I do tend to go big. Go big early because centers, as we see, a lot of small ball in the NBA these days. So you've got to lock that center in, and especially if they can pump out points. You can pick up a point guard that can give you 20 points a bit later on in the draft, possibly in the second round. Well, you're bang on uh, ESPN, a.k.a. the son of Sports Confidential, not as big, but uh, they've got the top three players being centres, so that makes absolutely sense that you've said that, mate. Uh, There's still uncertainty around James Harden. We spoke about it last week in terms of where he's going to end up, and I think it's massive for the Sixers in terms of MB, uh, Maxi, like I spoke about last week. Do you think he's going to move? It's hard to tell. I don't think there'd be too much of a market for him, really. Like, he's probably... Sixers are probably going to be asking a lot for him. Um, he's back in the building. There, he was. I seen him shooting balls with Maxi there the other day. So that's probably a start. The fact that he's sort of skipped around clubs lately and he hasn't made a good impression on anyone that he's been. So there's not too much. What's the word I'm looking for here? Drawn out uh, conclusion for where he's going to be going. Yes, or there's not really a market for him. Possibly. Yes, that's fair too. Um, so unless you want to, you know, get that bit of toxicity into your lineup, there's a word of the day. It's a bit risky to give up maybe two or three first-rounders. Yeah, well, toxicity is elite by you. And, uh, you're a little bit discombobulated there, but we'll get on to the next one now. And I'm very interested to see, and I haven't asked you yet. I know you've been putting a heap of notes down like you usually do, Shed. Teams people should watch this season. Doesn't mean that they're going to be absolutely unbelievable like your Lakers, your Bucks. I don't even know why I put the Lakers in there to start, to be honest. They're, they're not absolutely guaranteed right, to be. Bronny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the team people should watch. Who should it be? I don't mind watching the Cavs, I think, because they've, yes, they've got Donovan Mitchell, they've got Darius Garland as their sort of superstars, but they are not your MVP caliber, you might say, superstars. So it's interesting to see the mix there that they might have, and especially Smokey for maybe a late round of pick here. I'm going to give you a little Easter egg, and if you're joining the league, this might come back to bite me in the ass, but Amoni Bates, I think he's got a bit of a, a chance to get a bit of roster time there for the Cavs. Uh, could be slotting into a little bit of a small forward role. Uh, especially with their small ball between Garland and Donovan Mitchell. So just keep an eye on him and hopefully no one picks him up and I can pick him with the last pick of the draft. I'm surprised you haven't got Victor Weminyama in the top three either. He has been lightning in the preseason. I don't think he's going to slide to the last round of the fantasy. (laughs) No, no, I don't. (laughs) Maybe the last of the first, I reckon, the way he's uh, projected to go at the moment. So I really like that one from you. For me, a team to watch, I've done so much research today and I haven't even written this team down. So I'm going to just quickly look through the list. My apologies. 
But the team to watch for me that is going to be exciting is the Brooklyn Nets. We, again, we spoke about it last week in terms of Ben Simmons. He's highlight real at this time of the year. People are saying, oh, he's not going to be that good and whatnot. But he really looks a little bit more settled and confident. Obviously, he's taking the shots. So I think him facilitating the ball, like we said, they've got plenty of deep wings in Mikael Bridges, uh, Cam Johnson and the likes. Even Spencer Dinwiddie is a great player to watch. So for me, I reckon the Nets will go okay. It'll be great to see how they go this season. And yeah, I just can't wait. One week away, it's going to be unbelievable. It's really snuck up, actually. Yeah, it's one of those things where you look at it down the line, you're like, oh, it's so far away. And now it's just around the corner. But the reason that we've probably uh, had it that way, and do you want to get on anything else on the NBA before we move on? No, no, just a lot of of excitement, just happy to get going because the first month is always very, very good watching. You learn a lot and then it sort of plateaus away a little bit. Everyone starts getting rested and then we peak back up for the playoffs. But first month, like Christmas. Although that's why they've brought the play in. Uh, in throughout the season, which should be interesting to see how that translates with the fans and obviously the players as well. So it's going to be really interesting. Of course, EPL news now. We'll have a little bit of a breakdown before we go to our first break. Uh, Funnily enough, the international break's been at the moment and you've just gone bang, there's Euro qualifiers on. Yeah, Uh, obviously Premier League news, not too much because everyone just sort of takes a bit of a breath. Probably It's more the coaches that are probably doing all the work at the moment. Uh, Everyone's just concentrating on their uh, respective sides. But I've just got the leaders of each group. So I've got Romania, Hungary, Slovenia, Spain, France, England, Turkey, Albania, Belgium, and Portugal all leading their groups. Probably all teams that we're uh, expecting to see there. But Albania leading their group, and they've actually got Croatia in their group, and they're sort of smelling it up a little bit. There's obviously still a few more qualifiers to go. But if there's always one team that misses out on the Euros, it's usually Sweden. That's why Zlatan didn't play a hell of a lot for uh, Sweden. Uh, so... Croatia could be the first casualty of the Euro qualifiers possibly coming up, but they're always good to watch. You love watching internationals and seeing teams that are loaded. They're FIFA sides, aren't they? Especially yeah, they England. Are. I watched a little bit of that this morning. I do I do like watching the internationals when it's in a proper tournament. I feel this is the second international break that we've had and we're only eight weeks into the Premier League season. It's like far out. Let's get on with it. You just find it, get that pick up and you get the people excited. People are getting comfortable within their sides and you take the best players out. Obviously, the lower leagues, like your boys, Leeds, they'd be still playing, wouldn't they? Uh, no, because, well, we've got, like, say, Bogarin internationals and Danish internationals and oh, well, sort of your lower sides and things like that. But everyone goes away on international duty. I think it goes to League Two and then they start playing yeah, possibly like National League's definitely still going and all that. But um, yeah, there's sort of the your lower ranked international sides still pick from those players. Well, we're not going to break down too much into the EPL and of course soccer in general because you can tune into the From the Spot for all the lowdown on the Premier League. The boys have been absolutely dominating at the moment. And uh, last night I heard the recording. They had a big tiff over the centre-back for the team of the podcast, basically, we're going to be calling it. So for the, pe- the people that haven't listened out there that want to tune into it, week by week, Harley, who runs the show, has been going through position and basically doing a King of the Hill knockout until you get to your final player who will be put in that position. And uh, the audibles would have been very loud last night through the mixer. So it was interesting. Always makes good TV, good radio, good podcasting, whatever it makes. Uh, if you're having conflict, it's good viewing. So it, tune it, in. It is. So I'm very keen to get into uh, a little bit of the cricket that's been happening at the moment. And of course, the NFL, which I made a hot take last week. And it's going to be interesting to see what I say this week. So we'll be back after the break.
We like to go around the world in this podcast, and we do it plenty of times, and there's nothing more world than the World Cup in the cricket at the moment. It's a long tournament, as you were just stating to me off air, Shed. I didn't realize how long it actually went for. Yeah, 47 games, I believe, is the uh, is a sponsorship from our partner that we don't have a relationship with, but they're only game 15, I think, so... There's going to be a lot of cricket to go, but I'm actually enjoying it. Um, it's good to see players from all around the world uh, that you don't get, you usually don't get to see, which was the example last night with the Netherlands knocking off South Africa of all teams. After Enormous. South Africa just handed Australia their backsides, and then they go and drop one to the Netherlands. But credit to the Netherlands, they're going all right there. Um, Virgil van Dijk may have made an appearance for the Netherlands. They've been enormous. I wouldn't uh, face him off the long run, I wouldn't have thought. He'd be nah. a bit of a scary man. No, I wouldn't either. Uh, Australia, uh, there's been a little bit of discombobulation, as we stated again. Uh, how do you see them at the moment? Where, where, where are we trending? Well, I think we did play South Africa and India to open up, and they were two of the stronger teams. Obviously, South Africa had a bit of a blip on the radar last night. But it's shaping up as India and New Zealand are probably walking it at the moment. Uh, they're looking pretty strong. South Africa, again, were looking strong, so it was looking like a three of them to make it, and then there's that one for the last spot, and it was going to be a five-horse race between like sort of England, Australia, Pakistan for that last spot, but a bit more of a door open now. And Australia, England, as I said, those teams can all probably make it now. Sri Lanka's probably the only one that hasn't got a win on the board, playing good cricket, but just can't quite get over the line there. Who knows, anything can happen. England lost three games last World Cup and still won. Still won the whole thing. Bit of a different concept this year, and you do get punished for your losses. Still a long way to go, and we might have a bit more of a breakdown of our who's playing well, bit of a team of the tournament at the halfway point next year. I'll have to work on that for us. Segway Shed just absolutely dominates there, and it's time for Thorny to step up. Uh, I'm going to put the word out there that he's going to come on here. This is usually his bread and butter, so we really want to see that next week. NFL at the moment, and before we even get into the NFL, I know that you've watched a bit of it throughout the time, and I'm pretty sure I've watched a couple of games with you, but college football is massive at the moment. And I know that it's massive over in America, but for us Australians, you really only get it through that uh, streaming service that we will not mention. But (laughs) uh, it's taking off, like I said. I watched a few games over last week. There was a Washington game where they won right at the death. I think I might have messaged the group about it. It was incredible scenes. We know what it's like before the game with the entrances how that sort of plays out, but just the theatre around it, it feels like it's a little bit quicker. Yeah, it's just a different kettle of fish, Shed. But there's some crazy stuff that happens, eh? Like, yeah, I think they were talking about, oh, I can't remember which team it was, but they missed three field goals in the first half and then they like nearly ran auditions, just pulled a kid out of the stands and he like bombed a 33-yard field goal and now they're like trying to get him to actually be a part of the team for next week. So like there's just crazy stuff like that that doesn't happen in actual professional sport. Uh, yeah, the fanfare and all that. Have you watched College Game Day? I haven't watched. I haven't watched it. Pat McAfee like puts sixty k, put sixty k on the line for someone to like kick field goals, and he, like picks the biggest dweeb like in the stand yeah, yeah. and just like roasts him. He's like, <laughs> kicking's not easy. You can't kick it. And he like, <laughs> gave another guy another. I think gave him like thirty k. Yeah, they definitely need it for their tuition over there since they are. Uh, there's no hex debts. He, he's been massive, uh, Pat McAfee. Uh, he's leading he's the way, isn't he? Time. Yeah, he is, and. Uh, Look, I'd love to get him on the podcast. I'm sure he's a big fan of uh, what we do here. Absolutely. <laughs> but let's break down the NFL now. It's been a massive week, and I feel like it's one of those turning points in the season where pretty much, or well, we are halfway through it really now, uh, depending on the teams that they are. But the biggest headline, of course, is Eagles and 49ers both lose for the first time this season. Absolutely. We did a sort of pencil around those two being the benchmarks last week with 49ers going past yeah, we the Cowboys. That, didn't we? 
And but now it's that's great news for Cowboys fans. It sort of pulls them back to the pack and gets them back on the top rung. Really, hey, we're missing a team. We're missing a team. It's second on my dot points, and it's Mahomes because Mahomes is slightly, silently, I should say, ticking off the boxes at the moment for what that they need to do. They've got the same record. Not really setting the world on fire. It's been more about Taylor Swift and uh, Travis Kelsey than it has about Mahomes, and he's just plotting away. So I like what he's doing. Clockwork for them, isn't it? Absolute clockwork at the moment. And something that I haven't seen in a long time, and teams have, and it's been in the top six touchdowns for the first uh, eight weeks. How many weeks are we in? This six is week weeks. six just gone. Week six. So I'm getting the APL. I'm watching a lot of sports at the moment. Busy, busy man. But the Dolphins' offense is absolutely goated at the moment. And Tyreek Hill. He's the one. He's on track for 2,300 receiving yards this season, which is just crazy. He's nearly already at 1,000. Uh, he's just money time. And I can't believe you picked David Hill over Tyreek Hill. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he must have been listening, man. I've absolutely fired a rocket up him. Yeah. But, uh, he's, he's the best wide receiver in the league, and I'm pretty sure you had Stephen Hill or Brad Hill over him. Watch him to break the record, go down the camera and just go, yeah, that shit. <laughs> yeah. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> and do a backflip with a phone in his hand. You see that celebration he did? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's crazy. He's unbelievable at the cheetah. Great. Oh, I love watching him play. Uh, the Dolphins are great. It's just going to be interesting to see whether they can stay fit and get the job done. Another point for me is Joe Burrows is still building. They got the win, and it wasn't very high scoring, but they gritted it, grinded, and got the win done. What was the scoring? Uh, Seventeen to thirteen against the Seahawks. So it's, the Seahawks aren't that; uh, they're not slouches. So. No, they're not. So for me, they're just—it's a little bit of Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. Just trust the process within that. I reckon they're going to be all right. One to watch. Rodeo. Uh, what else have we got here? We got the Browns upset the Forty Nine ers, which we just touched on. And I was like Brock Purdy's. Mr. Irrelevant, last pick of the draft, his first regular season loss. Jeez, it coming in a very awkward, well, not awkward, I shouldn't say. It's very stiff way in the end. Jake Moody, who's the kicker, in the end went one from three for the game and it was roughly around 25 yards out to win it and it's just gone cross to the right and cost them the win right at the end to keep undefeated season. And you have those moments throughout it. We've uh, we've certainly had a few of those in our day. Probably not to that extent, to be mm. fair, uh, playing local football around here. But, uh, yeah, I still think that the 49ers are the benchmark for the season with the Chiefs. Yeah, as you said, probably helps them that they're not in another contender's division, uh, which we'll have a bit of, might have a look, look at the divisions, sorry, a bit later on. But obviously with the Eagles and the Cowboys being in the same division, only one of them can finish atop of that, which helps. What else have we got? The Lions, speaking of good teams, uh, equal Best record in the league. You've got St. Brown Brown is so underrated. Yeah, 100%. Uh, For him and Jared Goff, just that synergy that they've got at the moment, I reckon it's an underrated duo. Obviously, you've got a fair few up there. I know Kelsey's a tight end, but you've got Mahomes and Kelsey. Um, You've got plenty of Tyreek Hill and Tua out there as well. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, these sort of link-ups. And I reckon Goff and St. Brown need to be in this discussion for what they're actually achieving. They beat the Chiefs week one, and they're still just puttering along now only with the one loss. I like what they're doing in Detroit. Absolutely. Cup, seven receptions for 148 yards with one tud and a fat dub. Unbelievable scenes. Cooper Cup, he's been out for a while. Pretty sure he was injured there for a bit and just comes back in and just says, Boys, I nearly average about 20 yards a, a catch that I'm going to take at the moment. But my big call that I made last week, and I made sure I put it in yellow highlight this week, was the Patriots stink, and my big call is Bill Belichick goes, and I think it was by week 12 that I stated this. Um, and a lot of people are saying Mac Jones has got to go. Mac Jones has got to go. Hey, Bill Belichick, he's the head honcho. He's been there for a while. They haven't seen any success since Brady left. No, I know what he's done. 
Why is he still there, though? Yeah. I think Robert Kraft, the owner, came out and made a statement on it. I was just a bit, my eyes and ears were aware to this subject a little bit more since you brought it up. But uh, I think they made him say, "Would is he unfireable? And he said, absolutely not. No one is unfireable in this league. So there'll be no stubby holders going out anywhere. If anyone listened to the episode of last week, I said I'll be throwing out stubby holders if that doesn't happen. And, geez, it was a big call too. I might have to get onto the old printer and get a few stubby holders out if it doesn't pay off. For sure. Uh, Herbert isn't a big game player. This is the sixth loss under three points in the last two seasons. Obviously, he was the starting quarterback for all those games for the Chargers. Only the Broncos have lost more games under three points in the last two seasons. But, obviously, there's a little bit of turnover in their list. Can he play the big games. Obviously, uh, Kirk Cousins is known as not a primetime player, but uh, the Chargers probably just need to get those wins on the board if they're going to be a real playoff chance. Uh, I spoke about it with our man Cody, uh, who hasn't been on for a while, and I said, really, you can't sort of trust both teams when it counts. And I feel like both players are massive, and then they have those moments that slip in the big moments that you need to get done, and that's the difference between being a good quarterback and a superstar at the end of the day. And to finish off the game, he had a, a sack eight yards behind the line of scrimmage. And then he threw an interception when the game was run the line, two minutes to go, run down the clock. I just don't see him in that echelon with the other players. And I haven't seen it for a while. He hasn't been able to do it in the playoffs. I don't know. I'm just not I'm just not set on the charges and Herbert like a lot of other people are. They blame the coaches and whatnot, but I just feel like he's just not there yet. Thoughts? Missing piece of the puzzle, possibly. I think he's definitely going to be a starter for a long time in this league. Yeah. Because he's got all the tools there. But I agree, yeah. There'll be that one year it'll just bang. It'll click for him and then he'll have five great seasons. But it's all on the flow, baby. Absolutely. It's all on the flow. It's zen. Uh, the Bills and the Giants defense look really good too. Uh, obviously, their quarterbacks weren't doing a hell of a lot. Obviously, Daniel Jones didn't play. They had the other quarterback, Taylor, in. And then you also had uh, Josh Allen, who had a bit of an off night, I reckon. He wasn't really up to it as well. and Seems pretty weekly occurrence these days. What's going on with him? Yeah, I don't know. He's uh, Maybe he's not in that echelon either. Maybe we put too many people up. Uh, on a pedestal and put him in that tier one list like Nick Wright does. I'm not sure if you've seen a lot of his work, but that's interesting. So we will go have a brief look through the conferences. Uh, We did speak about that we would. Uh, We'll start with the National Football Conference in the East to start. Eagles, Cowboys, absolute lock, send it through. Commanders have done well to go three and three at this stage, but for me, Eagles and the Cowboys are the only really legit ones in that league. Yeah, one of them's, as I said, going to finish top and probably have a good chance of getting that bye week. Uh, The Cowboys definitely being the wild card uh, because the Commanders and Giants probably... Probably a bit, bit rough to be in that division. It used to be a very weak division and you could nearly get in with a losing record a couple of years back, but definitely not the case anymore. As we transition into the NFC West where we've got our Bang Bang Niner gang, uh, just taking a little bit of a mickey there, but they're also in the Seahawks, Rams and Cardinals, so they should probably definitely walk that conference. Yeah, the Rams, well, after that Super Bowl, they just look a little bit. They had a great win on the weekend. We spoke about Cooper Cup just before and with Matt Stafford, but three and three, they really want to get their uh, skates moving at this stage. Uh, the NFC North next, uh, the Lions, like I spoke about, five and one, very impressive. Four win streak and uh, your Packers. Stank. No good at the moment. Uh, did you reckon, have you gone early? What did I say? Did I say they're going to make the Super Bowl? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you didn't, but you did have your man Jordan Love, basically just a like yes. for like on Aaron Rodgers. Happy and to, obviously early days. Happy just for a season just to go by, give him a good crack. Uh, the expectations may rise again next season, but we're going okay as long as we get second. There's probably a you know, a bit of a chance of a wild card berth there if we can get our stuff together because every other team 
is around about the same point as us. So we'll see how we go. We're going to save the South for next week and we'll just get through two more in the American Football Conference. We'll go with the Dolphins, Bills, Jets and Patriots. And that is a scary, scary division, especially if you're a Patriots fan when Bill Belichick leaves after week 12. But for me as well, the Jets, you can't rule them out. Absolutely. They've turned it around a little bit. Their defense is absolutely crushing it at the moment. Like they've had a few good quarterbacks, a few good offenses that they've come up against and they come away three and three after like a crushing defeat. Like that can be a massive locker room turner type thing, losing your star recruit quarterback, uh, Hall of Famer. Uh, in week one, they did look like they were on the skids a bit there, but they're turning it around nicely, and the Bills are absolutely leaving the door open there to take that second spot. I love it, mate. AFC West now, what have you got for me here? I'm interested to see your take. Well, as you said, Chiefs, clockwork, just rolling it around again. Raiders and Chargers. The Chargers are probably lucky that the Raiders haven't converted a few more of these yeah, wins because um, they could well and truly be done and be looking to rest a few players and get a few more draft picks possibly, but... The door's still just ajar there, and all the other yeah conferences. Divisions. Divisions, that's the word I'm looking for. Uh, there's no real standouts. If you're sitting around a 3-3, three and 2-3, three, and three, there's still work for you to do, but it's probably more open than it has in previous seasons. Bronco country, let's ride. What is going on with Russell Wilson? <laughs> nope. Nope. He's done. 1-5. Nope. and five. This will be his last season. Keep it PG for this week, Shez says, but I absolutely love it. It's going to be a shorter episode this week. We said there's been a lot of sports, but we really wanted to break down the NFL and give those listeners out there a bit of a listen into what's happening in the sporting world around the NFL at the moment. We'll have a little bit more of the World Cup cricket course. Uh, the NBA is back next week. We will have a bit of a trade deadline, which does end today at the time of recording, but there's all the trades haven't gone through. So we'll have a little bit of an episode based around that as well. So there's going to be plenty out there for the listeners. If you love the racing, Tune into the lottery because it is absolutely dominant at the moment. JC had a huge weekend on the punt, uh, so it's great to see gamble responsibly, of course. We've got a few other things in the work at the moment that we're just getting towards. But thank you for tuning in, in again to this great episode of Sports Confidential. Thank you again, Shed, for joining me. Have you got anything else that you want to add before we leave? Uh, no, not really. It's just uh, we love to, as I said every week, we love to hear that fan engagement. If you've got a sport that we sort of skip over, doesn't get a much love, or someone or a player that might need a bit more love on this podcast, feel free to send it in. Yeah, We'll look at it and we'll give you a bit of a shout out possibly for doing the work for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Like clockwork, bit of Paddy Mahomes about it. I love your work, mate. Thanks for joining me again. All right. Thank you very much.